So we've been talking uh, for several weeks, uh, most of the year actually, uh, about the guide inside. And we looked at several ways that God will not lead. And uh, then we looked at some ways that God might lead, which were, you know, more spectacular, that you might have a vision or a dream or, or an angelic visitation. And those things sometimes do happen, but they're not guaranteed to us. And now we've come to today's chapter, chapter 10, which is on page 133. And in today's chapter, we're going to look at how God will lead you. Not might, not won't, but how he will lead you. And uh, the main scripture text for today is Romans chapter 8, verse 14, which says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And so the children of God, the daughters of God, the sons of God, they're the ones that are led by the Spirit of God. Or if you are a son or a daughter of God, God is endeavoring to lead you by His Spirit. Or maybe a more scriptural way to say it is He is leading you by His Spirit, but uh, you may not be conscious or aware of that leading. Well, it doesn't mean like you have to be some spiritual superpower or super person uh, to, to hear the leading of the Lord. Well, actually you do. And he's made every, every child of his <laughs> a super spiritual person, right? In other words, you become one spirit with him. And so, but it doesn't mean that it's difficult to hear from God. It just means you have to tune into the right channel. And many times, uh, or maybe sometimes what we do is we're tuned into every other channel or every other input, every other voice, except for the voice of God. And, um, because many times other voices uh, are louder because we've, we've turned to them or they're right there in front of us. And, you know, the voice of the enemy many times is a voice of pressure. And you've you got to do this and you got to do this now. And, you, you know, uh, make this decision. If you don't do this, everything's going to fall apart. And, you know, that's not the voice of the Lord. Uh, the Lord comes with like a flood of peace into your atmosphere. I gotta move around a little bit because of the light here. The Lord comes in with a flood of peace uh, right into your atmosphere and where you're at. And the atmosphere he brings is not an atmosphere of pressure, but it's, it's actually an atmosphere of peace and rest. He that believes has entered into rest. He that believes has entered into rest. And so um, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So we can be led by the Spirit of God and He is leading us and He is guiding us. We just have to be aware of that and aware of His voice and tune in and, and we'll know because He will lead us. Uh, that makes me think of, uh, you know, going, we went to Gettysburg uh, last summer and we uh, uh, hired a guide. And so the guide took us around because the guide uh, knew more than we did. Well, actually, normally you hire a guide because they're supposed to know more than you do. But we went with Pastor Mark Hankins and he knew more than the guide. <laughs> so we had a built-in guide, even though we had hired a guide. And so, um, but anyhow, the guide knows things that you don't know and sees things that you don't maybe see. And they've been there before. They've walked that path and they know where to show you to look and they know uh, the things to tell you. And so we have a guide for life on the inside and it's God's own spirit. And so you can't get closer to him than that. Uh, the Spirit searches the deep things of God and, and reveals those uh, to us. And so the guide on the inside, he will show us and lead us in the big things of life and the little things of life. So we don't have to be concerned uh, in anything that comes up in life because we have the guide on the inside. And um, the best way... 
he said, to get a word from God is by his spirit. You know, you, a lot of times he's talking about people uh, kind of finishing up from the last chapter and, and transitioning. He's talking about people want to have a word of prophecy. Well, that is a blessing. Uh, actually, it, it, the, the word tells us it is a tremendous blessing, but we're not guaranteed that. But we are guaranteed the leading of the spirit of God in our own spirits, uh, the witness of his spirit. And so he'll, he leads and he guides all of his children in that way. In fact, he said the number one way that God will lead and guide his children is through the inward witness. And that's 90, he said 99.999% of the time. Well, I don't know if that's a 100% accurate uh, uh, statistic, but it's probably pretty close. In other words, he's just, he's making the point that uh, we're not to look to these other things for leading we look to the inside because if we're waiting for these other things, well, you know, some of the people in the Word that we read about in their whole lifetime, they were only led by those spectacular things, you know, one or two times. Uh, and so, boy, it, it'd be sad to go through your whole life and only be led of the Lord one or two times when every day, in every situation, we have Him on the inside and He will show us the way to go. And He'll, he'll even give us the words to speak. Uh, you know, Jesus said in that day, you're not going to have to know like, but the Holy Spirit, what to speak, but the Holy Spirit will give you the right words to speak. And so, man, it is so good that we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us and he uses our spirit to lead us and to guide us. He said, the problem is that instead of looking inside for direction, some people act like Job did and they're looking in all the wrong places for direction. So, uh, he does a section here called Age Does Not Equal Wisdom. And um, oh, that's a, it's a good truth because many times you can look at someone that has some age on them and they think, well, that person has wisdom. Well, they may have some worldly wisdom. They may be a little bit aware of how the world works, uh, but the Bible actually calls the world, and James, the word says that worldly wisdom can be devilish and um, you know against the things of God. And so just because someone has lived a long time uh, doesn't mean that they have godly wisdom. And godly wisdom is the principal thing uh, we learn in Proverbs. So a lot of people look for natural guidance, like what natural way could I be guided? How, how could I figure this out? Uh, because your flesh doesn't like to live by faith. Your, your flesh wants to be gratified and feel like, well, I did this or I figured this out. Uh, but we walk by faith and not by sight. Job 23, seven said, I said, age should speak and multitude of years should teach wisdom. So Job's saying like, well, yeah, like someone that's older um, and has many years behind their belt, that should speak wisdom. He said, but the problem is age doesn't always equal wisdom. Uh, verse, uh, chapter 32, verse eight. But there is a spirit in man and the breath of the Almighty gives him understanding. So there's a spirit in man and the breath of Almighty God gives man understanding. So there's a spirit, but the Almighty gives understanding. There's a spirit in man, and the Almighty gives him understanding. And then Amplified Translation says, But there is a vital force, a spirit of intelligence in man, and the breath of the Almighty gives men understanding. So it's the breath of God that gives us understanding. You know, when God created man in the beginning, he breathed breath into him. Uh, he inspired him literally is what it means. Uh, and so it's like the, the coming of the Spirit. What the Holy Ghost tells us is often totally different than what everyone else will tell us anyhow. So sometimes, uh, you know, uh, 
you can run into a lot of trouble if you're just looking to people for wisdom, even godly people. Uh, I remember Dad Hagen said one time, he said, you know what, when someone asks you what to do, you should really say, you know, let me pray for you. Let's pray. Let's seek God. Because unless the Lord reveals it to you, you don't know the will of God for them. Yeah, you know biblical principles, things that are scriptural or unscriptural in a general sense. But as far as a specific leading, should I go to this place at this time? Boy, you have to hear from the Lord. And, uh, you know, you're going to want someone else to tell you what to do a lot of times or just to say, yeah, this is the right thing. So you can feel like, well, okay, I don't have to uh, rely on the Lord, but it is a blessing to live by faith. It's an adventure to live by faith, and it's a rest to live by faith. So it's not as it seems when you're living by the flesh. It seems like, well, man, that's got to be so difficult living by faith. Well, it's difficult on your flesh if you're used to gratifying the desires of your flesh. But man, when you gratify your spirit and the, the will of God, there is a satisfaction that goes beyond anything yielding to the flesh could ever give you. Uh, actually, you offer your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to Him. Uh, that's uh, your reasonable act of worship. And so... Um, we are led by God's Spirit. And what the Holy Ghost tells us is often totally different than what other people will tell us. We need to know the leading of the Holy Spirit so we can step out against all of the natural input and direction that tries to get our attention and get our focus so we can be led by the Spirit of God. And the answers we need in life are actually found in the Word of God generally and then specifically in our spirits. What's he mean by that? Well, what's he mean? what he means is that the answers for every situation in life are in the Word. Uh, and, and you'll have the answers. And you say, well, well, I need to know about making a move. Well, the answer's in the Word. You say, is my name in the Word? And the, it's gonna tell, the Word is going to say, uh, you know, Pastor Tim, you need to make a move to such and such a place or something like that if I was seeking the Lord about that. Uh, well, Generally, yes, but specifically, no. Specifically, the Spirit of God will bring a scripture to you, make it real to you, and you'll know in your situation, this is the word I'm to act on. That's right. This is it. And man, your spirit, as soon as that word comes across and settles in your spirit and it ignites like a fire from God on the inside of you, and you are riveted to that word, and you know, well, this is what he said right? Uh, but if even in that atmosphere, if you choose to look to reason and say, well, but does that make sense? Well, uh, it'll seem almost like that kind of that uh, knowing could almost be fading away. It's not really that it's fading away. It's that you're looking in another direction and therefore you're looking to reason to satisfy the hunger that you have for the answer rather than looking to your spirit where God leads and guides you. Uh, Proverbs 20, 27 says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. So God's going to use our spirits to light our path, which, which he goes on and talks about a little later here. Um, and so, uh, you know, he gives an example in his own life of this uh, man that uh, he had, uh, I think it was 2008, he said, he had some money that he, you know, wanted to invest. And um, this man uh, said, well, here's what you need to do and everything's set up. And he said, it came right down to it. It was time to like transfer the money. He said, man, I just, on the inside, there was something saying, don't do it, don't do it. And uh, he told his investor who happened to be a gray haired man. In other words, he had a lot of experience. And I uh, said, so, no, this is what you need to do. This is the right thing. 
Uh, he's like, ah, I just got to hold off right now. Well, he held off and I think it was 30 or 60 days. That was 2008. That was the big crash of 08. And he said, I would have lost 40% of my investments had I, had I uh, not followed the guide on the inside, the God, you know, his, the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God, he'll show you things to come. Uh, but sometimes he doesn't tell you every little detail. So he just told him, hold off, hold off, not right now. Well, the investor who had been doing this for years and years and years, he's like, no, this is a great time. Like, you, you know, just invest this. But God knew more than the investor. God always knows more than man. Uh, in fact, uh, even when we know something from the Lord, 1 Corinthians 13 tells us we know in part. So even the part he shows us, it's just a, it's just a, it's just a part. And so we don't know completely and we won't know completely uh, until, you know, when we get to heaven, we'll know even as we are known, right? And so he knows us completely. Well, we'll know completely according to that scripture when we get to heaven, but we don't know now. So it's all the more important that we are yielded to and led by God's own spirit. And man, he paid the price that we could be, so we should be. We should allow that to happen. We should focus in uh, on that place. There's a spirit in man and the breath or spirit of God gives us intelligence, wisdom, and counsel. So the Lord will lead us and guide us uh, through our own spirits. And uh, what a privilege it is to be led by the Spirit of God. All right, so then he goes now to a section, this is on page 136, called Counsel in the Heart of Man. This is such a good, uh, such a good uh, section. He said, the book of Proverbs is the book of wisdom, tells us uh, the same thing. It says that if we'll follow guidance from down on the inside, we can avoid trouble and disaster. We can live the good life that God has planned for us. Um, Proverbs 20, verse 5. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. So if there's deep water, you got to, you got to, you know, get uh, something down into that deep water, lower it down into the water and draw it out, draw it out. In other words, it's not just on the surface, but it's deep down inside of the heart of man. So the counsel of God comes from deep within our spirits and deep within our spirits is where he uh, leads us, guides us, speaks to us, gives us counsel when you need counsel. Glory to God. Uh, what he said, what does a man of understanding means? It refers to a man who understands his need to hear from heaven. Like I've got to hear from God because if I hear from God, uh, then I have a stability. I have solid ground. I don't have hesitation. Really, I have faith, which, which is the most solid ground. And I can punch through anything from the earth because faith goes beyond the natural and, and, and connects you with God himself. So I trust him and I trust what he's telling me, what he's saying to me. Um, he'll lead you in your job, your family, your ministry, uh, every single point of life. So draw out the counsel with the word. We draw out the counsel of God, number one, with the word. Um, so we are to spend time in the word of God and allow it to direct our lives. Because, you know, Psalm 119 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. He'll give you uh, the direction for the next step through his word. So the, the principal thing is the word. And, um, you know, I say this with uh, people in relationships, and I guess he said the same thing over on page 138 or similar. Probably the most difficult thing we have to do in decision making is to get our emotions out of the way. 
because many times your emotions will have such a loud voice, but, but boy, if you don't just make a decision, I'm not going to be making decisions based on emotion. Uh, boy, you, you'll make a lot of mistakes and you'll be up one day, down the next, feeling good one day, feeling bad the next, and acting on those feelings. You'll say, well, I just feel like I'm not close to the Lord, or I just feel like God's not hearing me. I just feel like everybody doesn't like me. Well, if you go by that, you're going to have a really rough life. Uh, we don't walk by our feelings. We walk by faith. In other words, a believer walks by faith. So if you're going to walk the walk or live the life of a believer, it's going to happen because of your turning to the Lord with all of your trust that you're like no I'm trusting you in this even I feel this way but I'm not gonna let that make my decision I'm gonna let what you said make my decision I believe what you said more than I believe uh, my feelings now, I believe you know if you live very long you kind of know like your feelings change <laughs> and they're subject to change they're temporal or temporary thank God because sometimes they're 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 bad feelings <laughs> most of the times emotions will make it difficult to hear but you know, according to Hebrews chapter 4, we can slice down the middle and separate the spirit and soul with God's word. It's alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing, uh, King James says asunder, but dividing into soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You ever been um, needing to make a decision and you're kind of like, well, is that me or is that the Lord or do I just want to do that or is that really what he wants me to do? Well, uh, number one, in your spirit, you've become one with the Lord. So it could be you and the Lord. You know, he's going to use your spirit to lead you and guide you. But most of the time when people say, is that me, what they actually are referring to is they're saying, is that just my a fleshly desire? Or is that just reasoning something that my mental uh, abilities have figured out like this makes the most sense? Or is this what God wants me to do? Well, the, the Word of God uh, is a, a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the real you or of your heart, of your spirit. So if you want to be a man, if you want to be a woman, a young man, a young woman of the Word of God, uh, a godly a uh, young person, a godly middle age or older person, you're going to do it by responding from your spirit. And the, the main way to isolate that and separate all the other stuff from that is through his word. Thank God he sent us his word and delivered us from ourselves, <laughs> from our flesh uh, and healed us. And so um, the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. As you read scriptures and bring the word of God down the middle of your situation, you will suddenly realize, whoa, I get it. I got it. I understand. I know which way to go because the, the spirit of God will make his word real in your situation, in your life. And that's where trusting God is at or faith is at. Anytime you need to tap uh, into the witness in your spirit, the best thing to do is to feed on the word of God. The more you do, the more of God's word gets lodged in your heart, making it easier to recognize what is God and what is not. Direction begins to rise in your heart because God's word is sifting and separating and dividing and cutting away things so that you can discern what's coming out of your spirit and what's coming out of your head. Isn't that good? That's the bottom of page 138 and the top of page 139. So the word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. 
and the Word of God uh, will, will just change your perspective on the entire situation so that you'll know exactly what to do and uh, you'll be confident of what is the will of God. And once you know this is the will of God, well, then you can have confidence towards God because you know, wait a minute, if he's leading me to do this, he's going to provide for me. He's going to make a way. And uh, I don't have to make the way. He's already made it. I just have to hear from him. And you are created to hear from God. We have been created when we're recreated in Christ Jesus. We're recreated with ears to hear. And we just have to use those spiritual ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. And so he that has ears to hear, let him hear, right? So we have those ears to hear. Let's listen with the ears of our spirit and he will speak and he does speak. And uh, we tune in and the the best way to tune in is you get in the word and you feed on the word and, and you just let that word become bread to you, become food to you. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. In other words, if you understand, wait a minute, When I listen to what the Lord is saying out of his mouth and I receive it as food to my being, my innermost being and personality, then I'm going to live by that. In other words, Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And if I feed on his words, I'm going to live a full, abundant, godly, Holy Ghost life where uh, from faith to faith and glory to glory, I'm going to see the power of God and the life of God and the direction of God and experience the love of God and give the love of God and give the power of God. Uh, it is it is a privilege to live by faith and to feed upon the word of God and it will sustain you and it will cause life to spring forth uh, in your spirit, in your mortal body, in your mind, in your relationships. Uh, there is life in his word. There is true life in his word, and uh, the word of God uh, is awesome. Thank God for the word, that no matter your situation, if you just look to the word, chew on the word, meditate on the word uh, just for a little bit, uh, let it have a place, a uh, priority uh, in your life. Uh, Proverbs 20, 27, or excuse me, 20, I think uh, 4, 20 and 21 says, my son, which would include my daughter, attend to my words. That means give the word first place in your life. Give attention to my words. Uh, Don't let them just pass by. Uh, Let them sink deeply into your spirit and gain and lodge themselves there and find a home there. And from that place, uh, you will get a whole new uh, picture of life, a whole new picture or a whole new perspective or a whole new vision that, that you'll begin to see your life in light of God's word, in the light of God's power, in the light of God's provision and protection. And you'll say, you know what? We are well able to possess the land. And with God, all things are possible because you begin to, your, your spirit comes alive when it's fed his words because your spirit was birthed from the very word of God. And when your spirit gains that um, sustenance from the very word of God, you will live right? Uh, I love uh, it. It's an Ezekiel. Uh, it said, when I saw you lying in your blood, I said, live. I said, live. You will live. 
Well, when you receive the word of God, you will live. There will be godly, heavenly, unending life that you contact and connect with and is allowed to flow through you and it'll affect every arena of your life, even here in the natural, even here in the flesh. The spirit of God himself will make your body to live and function in the way that God has designed it to live and function. And so there is life in the word and the word uh, is the primary way to be led by the spirit of God as you hunker down in the word, you chew the word, eat the word, feed on the word, be a person of the word, uh, that you're always in the word and you'll find, whoa, look at that. Just like Mark, Mark, he, Mark Brzee was talking about, uh, you know, he said, well, uh, he didn't really know what to do, but then he got in the word and all of a sudden he, he began to get direction and he saw, you know, he, he was, he was relating an experience where, um, he was a young man and had a, his, him as he and his father had started a real estate business together. And, uh, but he was young enough and he thought, you know, maybe I should go to Bible school. And, but he wasn't really sure what to do. And so he got into the word and he found the scripture that says uh, that you'd leave mother, father, sister, brother for my sake and the gospels. And when he saw that scripture, because he was in the word, the spirit of God made that word so real to him. And he's like, oh, it became so alive to him. This is what I need to do. Yep, yep, this is what I need to do. And so he, he gained the words to act out in faith what he had in his heart to do. And, and he got direction. And the words separated the emotions because he had always seen himself or pictured himself working with his family uh, his whole life. And um, he said, I was so close to my family on page 140, I had imagined my life all my life being near to them and I didn't want to let go of those ties. But when that word came, it separated his ideas from God's ideas and got him on the right page. So it is such a privilege that we have uh, to live by faith and to walk by faith and to meditate in the word. And, uh, you know, the word, the Lord through his word will just cause you to increase in life to know the right thing to do and the right way to go. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, uh, we'll pick up uh, here next week on uh, page 140. I'm so thankful uh, for this study, but mostly thankful for the word of God and the spirit of God that he didn't just give us his word, but he gave us the teacher of the word and the author of the word uh, so that uh, we could have the best possible authoritative uh, person or uh, being teaching us, leading us, guiding us, and, and helping us uh, with the word. And then he's inspired men and women of, of, of his, uh, like, like Pastor Mark Brzee, to, to uh, get this book written and get it out. So even in, in our language, uh, you know, he said, I'll give you teachers and uh, uh, pastors after my own heart. So thank God for that. Amen. Well, if you're watching tonight and you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, uh, this may be very foreign to you. You say like, what are you talking about eating the word? Well, uh, it's a spiritual thing we're talking about and it's, it has to be understood spiritually. And so the natural mind cannot understand those things because they're of the spirit. But you can actually get a spiritual mind by becoming born again. You, your spirit is actually recreated. You're a three-part being. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. But if you're not born again, your spirit has been separated from God. And so you're not uh, one with him, so you won't have this kind of inner leading and guidance. 
But the way that you receive Jesus is not through the works that you do or all of, uh, you know, being good enough that you're what the world would maybe call holy. Uh, no, it is by receiving Jesus Christ because no matter how much good we do, uh, we would still mess up in some points and the Bible says that we do. And if we mess up in one point, it says then we're guilty of all of it. So we're in need of uh, perfection and we don't have it. We don't find that in us. We find it in the Son of God, Jesus Christ. God sent him into the world. He was born of a virgin. So the sin that passed through man, uh, through, through man did not come into him because it passes through uh, the Father. And so his father was God. He was born of the Virgin Mary and then he lived a perfect godly, sinless life. But then the Bible tells us that God put all of our sins on him so that those sins could be removed from us so that we could take the perfection of his life and his perfect life that he would give that to us. He would take our imperfection and give us his perfection. This is like too good to be true, right? It's not really because God is that good and that's how much he loves. And the way that you receive Jesus is you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you say with your mouth, Jesus, I take you as my Lord and as my Savior, I'm giving my life to you. And, and then you're born again. So if you'd like to do that, I'm going to pray in just a second. And I want you to uh, pray with me. Say it from your heart. I'm going to say a prayer. You can repeat after me. And if you believe it with your heart and say it with your mouth, the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, you will be saved. All right, let's do it. Say this with me. Say, oh God, I come to you in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins, to take away my sins. I believe that you raised him from the dead on the third day. And I take Jesus right now as my Lord and as my Savior. I thank you that I am now your child, a part of your family, in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. If you just prayed that prayer, you have just received a new life on the inside of you. You've received the Son of God, and God's Spirit has come to live on the inside of you. But I want to—I would love to get your name so that we can be praying for you. We can get you some materials. We can contact you. You can email us at info, I-N-F-O, at anchordc.org, A-N-C-H-O-R-D-C.org, so we can get your name get you the materials and be praying for you. And we're not going to bombard you with a bunch of uh, junk mail, as we call it. Uh, you know, my, my email, I need to somehow turn some of that stuff off. It's uh, so much stuff. So uh, I understand that we're not going to do that. We just want to be a help and an aid to you.